Let's head back to the Windy City. You've got a fire in you, and I need that fire. And back to the island. I am really freaking excited to play Survivor. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, September 22nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Willie Garson, who famously starred as Carrie Bradshaw's best male friend Stanford Blatch on Sex and the City and Neil Caffrey's sidekick Mozzie on USA's White Collar, has died following a short illness. He was 57. Some of Garson's earliest jobs were small roles on Family Ties, Cheers, Newhart, and Mr. Belvedere. He played three different characters on the Scott Bakula starring Quantum Leap, including JFK assassin Lee Harvey Oswald, and he appeared in classic shows like L.A. Law and Mad About You. In 1998, he joined Sex and the City as Carrie Bradshaw's gay bestie, Stanny, as she often called him. He also played that role across the films and into the spinoff series, and just like that, coming to HBO Max. Garson played Mozzie, the con man confidant of Matt Bomer's Neil Caffrey on White Collar from 2009 to 2014. You can read more about his life and career and see celebrity tributes at EW.com. From Agatha to Joan, WandaVision star Katherine Hahn will star as late comedy legend Joan Rivers in an upcoming Showtime limited series titled The Comeback Girl, which is currently in development. The show, directed by Arrowverse creator Greg Berlanti and written and executive produced by Cosmo Carlson, will focus on Rivers' life in her mid-50s after the cancellation of The Late Show starring Joan Rivers at Fox. According to an official logline, the series will chronicle how Rivers, quote, persevered through near-suicide and professional abyss to rebuild herself and her career to become a global icon. And we have a new What to Watch feature to tell you about. It's our What to Watch Spinner. If you're having trouble deciding what to stream, we've made things even easier for you. Just give the wheel a whirl and you'll be served up a what to watch suggestion or two or three. Whether you like a little drama, need a laugh, or just can't get enough reality TV, we've got a recommendation for you. You can find that plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more at EW.com. Now we are going three for three which is to say three shows for our number three pick with NBC's One Chicago Franchise. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD all return for new seasons tonight. And boy, are there a lot of cliffhangers to resolve. First up on Med, Dr. Halstead returns to work after last season's drug trial mess and soon is helping Goodwin with a secret investigation. Then, on fire, we pick up where we left off with several members of the squad trapped under a capsized boat and running out of air. And on PD, Voight and Ruzek strategize to help Burgess, who we left still unconscious in the season finale, while the team tries to track down the perpetrator after a PD informant is murdered. That's three drama-packed premieres we're in for, and here's a preview. I have never been prouder of this group. It's because of who you are. We will always be a family. You've got a fire in you, and I need that fire. 
need you to hold on to me real tight. The only thing that matters is saving her life. We always look out for each other. And we haven't even mentioned yet the romantic drama. Last season saw a declaration of love and a marriage proposal on Chicago Fire, plus another proposal on PD. Gotta say, this is almost too much intrigue for one city. The new seasons of One Chicago kick off tonight on NBC, starting with Med at 8 p.m., followed by Fire at 9 and PD at 10. Number two. Let's move from the streets of Chicago to the halls of Winchester for our number two pick, the final season of Dear White People. Netflix's satirical dramedy is closing out its run with an ambitious season-long 90s jukebox musical as the senior class prepares for graduation while mounting a musical variety show. Meanwhile, frequent flash-forwards to a not-so-distant future will reveal each character's fate and an Afrofuturistic vision of what the world will look like post-pandemic. Here is a preview. The Varsity Show is a week away. That corny sketch comedy thing. Isn't that like SNL, but written by amateurs and yet somehow still better written? That's dope. This is how we do. 90s musical, but black. Baby! Our culture. I will spontaneously combust into glitter. Ah! Oh. I just wish there was something on my schedule worth waking up for. If you have to add something, go ahead and add something that's fun. When I touch, you the right way. Black ideas, black music. Ah, man, this show will be sorely missed. But before you binge the final season, be sure to check out EW's Around the Table with the cast and co-showrunners, where they discuss, among many other things, how they feel about where all the characters end up. Here is star Logan Browning. The thing that I appreciate about <laughs> these, how you leave the characters is that, in my personal opinion, you, you have this group of students who are very high achieving, who are the epitome of black excellence, which everyone black is excellent, but they are very like overachieving type A folks. And I think it's a fascinating look at what the world does to them, like how the world treats them, how the world takes them in and spits them back out and where it leaves them. And if they're truly happy, like they have these different, these different things of, of successful things that they've been working for or maybe they don't but are they happy i think is something that i find myself asking logan as i'm watching these characters like wow like you work so hard you have to be better and better and better and like do you ever stop and go like is this really you know is this what i want is this what the world wants i think that exploration of where you leave the characters at the end is very fascinating you can check out the rest of that great conversation at EW.com, and you can see how it all ends in the final season of Dear White People, streaming on Netflix now. Trivia. It's trivia time! Dear White People creator Justin Simeon is currently developing a Star Wars TV series centered around what character? Chewbacca, Ahsoka Tano, or Lando Calrissian? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch, we'll be right back. 
Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Fresh off Hack's multiple wins at the Emmys on Sunday, we have star Johnny Sibley, who plays Wilson on the HBO Max series, here to recommend some new viewing. Sibley recently spoke to EW for our Celebrating Latinx art series and answered the question, what you watching? I am such a sucker for just a reality TV moment. I love Love Island. I just find it so fascinating the way that these people get together and they're just all dating in the same house. And it feels like what happens in the real world, it's just you really see it in front of your own eyes. And I also love, love, love uh, the other two on HBO Max. I find it to be so fresh, dynamic, funny, just so exciting to see, you know, queer characters and, you know, just be so full and real and also queer people playing queer people is so nice and seeing the family dynamics on that show it's just i love it so so much and so do we the other two wraps up its second season tomorrow but you can catch up now on hbo max as for love island you can find the uk version on hulu and the u.s version on paramount plus And now, let the games begin for our number one pick, Survivor. After a long hiatus, the iconic competition series is finally back for its game-changing 41st season, featuring a lot of new twists and turns that will help kick off a new era for the show. 18 new castaways will be vying for the million-dollar prize in a shortened 26-day season that host Jeff Probst has promised will be just as punishing, if not more so, than the previous standard 39-day installments. There's a lot to unpack here, so naturally, we've brought in EW's resident survivor expert, Dalton Ross, to help break it all down. Hello, Dalton. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. It's Survivor Day, the first Survivor Day we've had in 16 months. Uh, it's been a long, long yeah. time, uh, and I'm uh, very excited that the best show on television is back on the air. Yeah, so let's get into that, because I, I think one of the big things to note here is that the game is uh, a third shorter than it used to be. So please do explain, and how do you think that could alter the competition? I don't think it's something we're going to notice that much on screen. Okay. Uh, it, it, but it's unfortunate. Listen, the line's famous, 39 days, you know, 18 people, one survivor. Yep. Basically, they had to do a two-week quarantine before the season and then for the cast before the next season, season 42. And just time-wise, budget-wise, they had to cut back on the season. That's kind of a bummer because I sort of feel like once you go down to 26 days and once the network sees how much money they save by doing that, that they're probably never <laughs> going to go back to 39. Yep. And I asked Jeff Probst <laughs> about that and he was very noncommittal. 
But even though I'm bummed about that, I don't think you'll notice on the screen a lot of difference. There probably won't be reward mm-hmm. challenges. That's probably the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't see as many of those. That's just a guess. But other than that, I yeah. think you know what they're saying is what's going to happen is Jeff Probst and the production team is claiming this is going to be one of, if not the hardest seasons ever. That because it's a shorter season, they're going to really put these guys through the ringer. They're going to give them very minimal supplies. They're not going to give them any food to start with. And uh, they're going to take away supplies if they lose challenges, things like this. So we'll see. Uh, I've spoken to players in the past that say you don't really actually feel it until you get to about day 26 where you hit this other level Mm. of just absolute exhaustion. So we'll see how it plays out. Okay. As I understand it, the show is going to have a bit of a different look and feel this season. What intel do you have on that? So, like I said, they're going to try a bunch of new stuff. And I think it's going to feel, some of it's going to feel a little weird at first. Like, Mm. I know Jeff Probst is going to just literally at certain points start talking to the camera, directly to the camera. Oh, You know, they used to sort of never acknowledge in a sense that they were making a TV show. I think back in season one, Jeff Probst did some narration, but that was when they were first figuring out what the show was. Mm -hmm. But over the past 20 years, you haven't had that. There are going to be times where he's talking directly to the viewer, uh, where he might just in the middle of a a challenge or at the the marooning or at a tribal, just literally like look at the camera and make a comment. And I don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to be overwhelming and happen all the time, but it is going to happen sometimes. They're also going to introduce the players in a different way. I think we're going to get things things you've seen on other shows like American Idol and The Voice. I don't know, Jared, if you know when they do those like sort of very sort of gauzy packages on a player where they show them back at home on their farm Mm -hmm. uh, and how there's always some sob story involved, right? Like, you know, my parents divorced when I was 10 and I felt like I never. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to get some of that stuff in Survivor, which they have not done for a very long time as well. We'll see how it plays out. Interesting. One of the complaints about survivors when you throw 20 people out there, 18 this season, is that's very hard to get to know these people in the first few episodes. So I think they, they're they hoping this sort of, you know, quickens that um, learning curve. Sure. Makes sense. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Last thing here. There is a hidden game within the game, which reminds me of RuPaul's Drag Race did that this year. There was the game within the game, but very different shows. So tell me about uh, the one here and are there any other twists you think we should be expecting? So the game within a game is basically what they're going to have is what's kind of interesting about it is that the players on the season are completely unaware of it. They have no idea it's happening, mm-hmm. but at certain like places in the season, maybe on the back of a challenge thing or something, you'll see there'll be these puzzles, these Rebus puzzles. It's geared for kids. They're probably not going to be that difficult, but they realize they have a big family show that families watch together and kids love Survivor. And it's, Jared, that's the biggest reason why Survivor's been on for so long is that you have kids that grow up with this show and it constantly regenerates its audience. So this is something kids at home can do and they can play and they can, you know, watch and try and figure out the puzzle. Then they go to some website and they put it in. I think there's probably some prize there that they're playing for. I don't know what Mm. it is. Not a million dollars. Not a million (laughs) dollars. But it's a, it's a fun little element, and and I don't think it's yeah. going to distract from the actual thing. It's 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 going to be hard for you know people to get mad at this. It's just a little bonus sure. thing that if you want to play and. It's a little fun that you can have uh, from your living room couch. Yeah, that is a cool little addition. Well, Survivor Season 41 gets underway tonight at 8 on CBS. And be sure to check out all of Dalton's fantastic coverage of the series at EW.com. Dalton, thanks so much. Of course, my man. 
All right, finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Dear White People creator Justin Simeon is currently developing a Star Wars TV series centered around what character? Chewbacca, Ahsoka Tano, or Lando Calrissian? You might be on cloud nine if you got this right. The answer is Lando Calrissian. Simeon is developing a series about the beloved character that will be released on Disney+. Plus. It's currently unclear if Donald Glover will return to reprise the role. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usden.